Welcome back. You are listening to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior. And joining me for this segment, very, very pleased to have on uh, this show, Nathan Dockin. And uh, you can find his work at Fantistics, at Fantrax, and, uh, of course, uh, on the Nasty Cast. And, uh, Nathan, really glad to have you on the show. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. It's good to talk to you again. Yeah, yeah, likewise. Yeah, I mentioned earlier on the show that uh, you, uh, you were uh, nice enough to have me on the Nasty Cast uh, earlier in the season. So, uh, yeah, glad to uh, have you have you on my home turf here. <laughs> great, great to have you. And uh, we're working on making fantasy baseball a thing on the uh, Western I ninety four corridor, right? Because uh, talking to you from uh, Bismarck, North Dakota, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make the Upper Midwest a hotbed for fantasy baseball. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to do our best here uh, today in this, this segment. And um, as I mentioned, Nathan, so people can find your work on Fantistics. And uh, I think it's, this is your most recent piece on there, uh, your AL player analysis piece. And uh, check this out. And I was really glad to see you let off writing about Parker Bridwell because he was somebody I, I've been wanting to talk about. I don't know that I have it in any sort of detail before. And I had a real dilemma for my own column this weekend uh, i write the sunday streamers piece for uh fan rag sports and i i nearly included bridwell as as a guy to stream in for era on sunday and i thought you know he gives up so many home runs even at angel stadium uh the red sox are a team that don't really generate much power via the fly ball and you know but i just thought yeah i'm not sure i can trust this guy anywhere so what does he do <laughs> goes out and he uh, you know pitches uh, pretty much of a gem. Uh, you know, seven innings, just two runs uh, allowed against the Red Sox. So, um, so I'm, gl- I'm glad to have the opportunity to talk about Parker Bridwell with you. So, uh, maybe if you could just you know in a nutshell um, summarize what you know what was your take on him in your piece for uh, Fantastics. Well, I, uh, I had to put a little bit of a wet blanket on his future uh, successes, potential successes. Um, you know, I he was not really on my streaming radar coming into this game. I tend to discount guys that just don't strike out a lot of batters, and a 5.79K per nine just uh, doesn't really do it for me too much, even though he has had a lot of success this season. But uh, you look at his strand rate, 91%. It's uh you know, a good 20% just about above uh, league average. And that's going to tumble way down uh, moving forward. And like you said, it gives up just a, a ton of home runs. And coming into the game, he actually had a 39% hard contact rate. And so that was a lot of different things that scared me off. Um, you know, he has been outperforming his FIP, but uh, that's something that, uh, you know, extreme fly ball pitchers tend to do. And it's just uh, a profile that I have never really been a fan of. I prefer ground ball pitchers and uh you know with, with Bridwell I would be very very cautious moving forward with him I'd probably leave him as a as a streamer in deeper leagues okay yeah and I mean and, and again you know I I ultimately made the call to not recommend him <laughs> and you know so I can either go back and I can you know sort of doubt my judgment and and you know replay the result or you know kind of trust the process which is it sounds like you know basically what you did in your piece and say yeah okay it's another start where he's had success but look at the combination of skills and indicators that that you just mentioned but I I am going to just kind of take pause one more time here with Bridwell because that profile that you described to me sounds not too dissimilar from that of Jason Vargas and Ariel Miranda. 
And I like both of them as streamers, not just in deep leagues, uh, but if they get, the, especially the two-start league in a homestand with the nice home park, which Bridwell has, uh, and and it's a fine line. You know, when is when are too many fly when when you know when is a high fly ball rate too many fly balls? You know, when is a high home run ratio too many home runs, even for a place like Angel Stadium? So what what separates? him from a Jason Vargas or an Ariel Miranda. And let me just throw in another name, Dylan Bundy, who still seems to get a fair amount of love from fantasy owners, I think has a lot of those same qualities and doesn't even have a good park or, or a good division to pitch in. So, uh, you know, how do you kind of sort those four pitchers out? Yeah, I don't know if there really is that much of a difference between those guys, uh, to be perfectly honest. And that's just not my cup of tea as far as the sort of low K guys that rely on easy fly ball outs. And it, it is one thing, you know, I, I pretty much leave those guys to uh, deeper leagues. I've never been crazy about Jason Vargas, even this year, um, you know, and, and uh, Dylan Bundy is another guy who his, his name value, I think um, is still living off of his early success this season. Uh, even though he is, uh, his results have been pretty poor. I think he's, uh, failed to record a quality start in five of his last seven games. And uh, believe it or not, Parker Bridwell actually has a very similar swinging strike rate to Dylan Bundy. So perhaps their overall strikeout rates would uh, or will even out to be a lot closer than you might think. Um, so, it's, you know, the, with uh, the fly ball guys, you, you tend to get a little homer happy. With Parker Bridwell, 16.7% homer for fly ball rate. That just uh, is, is not, like I said, not my cup of tea. I'll stream him in, in spacious ballparks, but uh, really that's where my interest ends. I, I like the guys who uh, record more strikeouts, and that keeps their value up even if they you know give up a few more runs than they should on a given start. Yeah, no, I mean it makes sense. It's you know it's better to miss a bat entirely than you know to uh, get a guy who you know, maybe induces a lot of airborne contact, and uh, your chances of, of getting fewer hits on balls in play are, are better. But, you know, it's still leaving things to chance, <laughs> you know, and plus the ball might not be in play, uh, which has been the case frequently for Parker Bridwell. So that uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, well, in the same piece uh, for uh, Fantistics, uh, you talked about uh, some closers there. You talked about Tyler Clippard and Jose Leclerc specifically and, and kind of that whole Rangers uh, closer situation. And in uh, Tout Wars this week in the Mixed Auction League was kind of an interesting uh, result in terms of people looking for cheap saves. And that's pretty much the only saves there are at this point because most of us are, are close to running out of money. <laughs> so we had, just to give you an idea, it's a $1,000 budget. And here's the amounts uh, that went for some either closers or, or potential closers. Tyler Clippard went for $35. Uh, Anthony Swarzak also went for $35 to the same owner, by the way. So that was a pretty smart handcuff move. Uh, Kyle Bearclaw who I bid $6 on. It wasn't enough. He went for 12 I did get Bruce Rondone for $2, and then another owner got Alex Wilson for nothing. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're kind of scraping here for some saves. But, um, you know, you, so you'd written about Clippard and, uh, and uh, Leclerc, who uh, is already owned in the league. But, uh, where, you know, where would you sort out all these uh, potentially cheap save sources uh, is there one that stands out uh is is the best value uh well leclerc i i think i would really discount 
uh, I would cross him off the list right away just because Alex Claudio seems to have a fairly firm grasp on that job in Texas now, uh, which is, you know, not great for fantasy purposes since you look at his K per nine and it's down in Parker Bridwell territory at 5.71. Um, <laughs> just a 70% ground ball rate, you know, that extreme sinker baller profile, 77% ground ball rate on a sinker, by the way, which is exciting. But um, yeah, so not a lot of strikeouts there. Um, Clippard, it's, I think that he can rebound, uh, but I'm afraid that it might not come until they've already moved away from him in the ninth inning, and that's why I would be really hesitant to be picking him up to, to be spending any kind of fab uh, in any of my leagues. And I've basically just been ignoring him. I've actually gone towards Anthony Swarzak, who's been uh, a lot better, only 24% hard contact rate against Anthony Swarzak this year. Um, I, Clippard, his walk rate has really climbed this year. Um, this, you know, it's, it's weird because his zone contact rate is actually down 8% from last year. His swinging strike rate is up 2.5% from last year, uh, but his strikeout rate hasn't really changed that much. And his walks are way up. He's uh, got his lowest zone rate of his career, actually, at 40%. So I wonder if it's actually not something just a little mechanical, and that happens with these guys all the time, and he can turn it around and uh, you know, be good at some point. But I'm afraid that they'll have moved on from him in the ninth inning uh, before that happens. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, if, uh, yeah. go to Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. I'm. That's even grosser. I'm not really. <laughs> about yeah, yeah uh, and it's you know it's been that way for a while. Uh, I mean, well, actually, you know, Justin Wilson has done a pretty nice nice job there. But uh, I, I'm assuming he's gone. Uh, he's their probably their most tradable piece at this point. So uh, Rondon went for a couple of bucks. Uh, Alex Wilson for nothing. Uh, which one do you think it is, or, or option C? Yeah, I, my uh, investment would be very minimal here, like yours was. Uh, Bruce Rondon is a guy who has always frightened me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, granted, it's a small sample size this year, but 52% hard contact rate is very disconcerting. And 6.17 walks per nine, he was walking over six guys per nine in the minors as well this year. That's always been his bugaboo, and he's got hit hard pretty pretty consistently as well. So I, out of the bunch, I think I would prefer Alex Wilson even though his numbers aren't exactly astounding either. Um, and I'd probably just as soon have Shane Green as well as Ron Doan, to be perfectly honest. Green has a 5.04 walks per nine. That's not better than Ron Doan's. And honestly, uh, 45% hard contact rate as well is also startling. But 49% ground ball, so that's something. Like I said, I, all of these options definitely have warts. Um, out of all of them, I would probably go with Alex Wilson just because he seems the least likely to destroy my ratios. Yeah, and I actually think that's that's really fair. I would you know I would like to believe in a way that it's it's going to be Alex Wilson, but Rondon's been getting the eighth inning lately in those hold situations. So uh, yeah. you know it's it's really just kind of hoping okay he gets the opportunity and and please just you know pull it together <laughs> so that you don't ruin my ratios. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah we shall see. It's on his side. Yeah. Well, uh, Nathan, we're just about out of time here, but I really appreciate you taking the time and, and dropping in uh, on us today. So uh, best of luck to you this week, and uh, I'll look for uh, your, your future pieces online. Hey, thanks a lot, Al.